Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. host for this evening, Katie Wilkins, and I'm joined as ever by Hannah George hey! and Taylor Glenn. Thanks very much. Hello! This is where confidence trickers meet Quantra. Quantra. <laughs> oh do, it, do it again. Quantra. How do you say Quantra? I've lost the ability. Quantra. Quantra, thank you. Um, <laughs> this is where confidence trickers meet Quantra. <laughs> Kleptomania meets Chianti. And it's pronounced Chianti. <laughs> Swindling meets Sauvignon Blanc. Hey! Thanks, Drunk Katie is brain. available for voiceovers, if anyone... <laughs> yeah. and, and, I, and, and I don't waste everybody's time. They love me. They love me in the voice recording studio. And now, without further ado, please, will you welcome your fantastic guest, Olivia Lee! <laughs> Just fulfilled a lifelong dream, jumping out from behind a curtain. <laughs> It's been a long time. I haven't brought a notebook, but I brought my handbag. <laughs> um, I've, I'll tell you what I've got in here. I've got uh, my lipstick, Charlotte Tilbury, uh, Pillow Talk, the best colour. Oh, I yeah. have my mobile Ooh. phone for no other reason in case I get bored and I decide I want to text. Or Oh, there you go. My husband's just texted me. You're going to have loads of fun. There's no pressure. 
Thank you for showing us the contents yeah. of your you know, bag. I, I should because I felt like Jenny made such an entrance, and it would be really rude of me not to, not to. She just did. For those of you listening, we've just recorded with Jenny. Yeah, and she's yes. still in the room. She, Jenny's still here. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm already drunk. I'm really sorry. Drunk women solving crime. We need to be <laughs> drunk before we solve the crime. That's the deal, bro. Go, yo. Um, Olivia. Go, yo. <laughs> Olivia, just so you know, this is actually an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny knew it. Jenny put in a lot of effort to like do the show. I really don't get out that often. Um, I really don't. Honestly, this is you, a big night out for me. You're Hi. amongst <laughs> friends, but we're all going to share stories. Who wants uh, to be my friend? Where you affected us. I have a baby and it's totally fucked my life up. <laughs> Don't ever go out anymore. Okay. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh, <laughs> yes. Being a, a, a victim of crime involves yeah. my parents. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm with my parents. We've been out for lunch with the baby because they want us. Now I've got a baby. They're interested. So <laughs> them all, which uh. is great. And I, I walked them to the bus stop. They were getting the bus home because I live on a hill and my mum's terrified of parking on the hill. So <laughs> she, <laughs> she gets the bus. I live on Muswell Hill. She, when we moved in, she told me I should get crimpons <laughs> for my boots. She said you should get crimpons because it's a very big hill. <laughs> so, so she won't drive. But anyway, that's incidental. That's just, <laughs> that's just letting you know about me. Uh, so she, um, they got the bus and we went for brunch. <laughs> um, and after we're waiting at the bus stop and I bend down to the buggy to attend to my infant and this this guy very drunk actually man walks past and he grabs my buttocks and he's like <laughs> oh. so it's more of a me too moment but it is a crime mm. i mean i really like wish you hadn't made my soul that's such a funny noise i know i really <laughs> wish you hadn't made such a funny noise because no, that is no, horrible and that was like a carry-on oh, film. I want to oh be sympathetic. Hell. I was shocked. And then he yes. walked off and he was just stood at the bus stop looking at me like, Ooh. And I went, Mum and Dad, did you see that? And they went, yeah. And I said, <laughs> Ma, I said to my mum, he was touching my bum. And she went, oh, darling, he really wasn't. He was just trying to steal your phone that's in your pocket. And I'm like, no, he was touching my bum. And she went, I don't think so. <gasps> oh my god! And then my dad, I went, Dad. And then this guy's looking at me like, Ooh. I said, Dad. And he's like, Oh, I'm not doing anything about it. <gasps> oh my god! Do? <laughs> wow. Taylor, do you want to take Taylor's this? Taylor's deduced. Please. Taylor is deduced so much. Guys, just talk about yourselves. Right we got some work to do. This is, is why, this is why I had to quit. Because like in the back <laughs> of my head, I'm like, this is just funny. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> it's totally like ineffective dad. That's no, hilarious. Like you're supposed to be my protector. And he's like, Do you know, it, it totally And your mother like, you're not sexy enough to no, be assaulted, Olivia. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> It totally depends how busy I am. This is why Me Too just hasn't... Oh, fucking humanity. I'm going to make another drink. <laughs> but, oh, like, if I'm having a quiet month work-wise, I literally can't afford to fall out with my mum because it, it costs me thousands in therapy. So I'm like, not this month, mum. <laughs> and then I do, like, a nice big jog. I'm like, right, now we can go at it. Now I can tell <laughs> you what you think. She's cost me thousands. I Had, believe it. 
Yeah. I and actually, talking about crimes, I often imagine, like, just smashing her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I just feel like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I'm drunk. I'm going to cry as well. This is oh no. drunk. Olivia, you I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Katie and Hannah are into this kind of uh, <laughs> forum, but I am, and it's fine. Everything's fine. We're safe. Come it's on. a safe space. I can't be the only person that's had a fantasy about smashing one of their parents in the face. Of course you But, like, not. really smashing, like, poof. Right, show of hands, guys. Who's the about smashing their <laughs> parents you. in the face? I mean, hey. for the podcast, it's probably 50-50. Not just like, me. Yeah. Right. Have another drink. <laughs> hey. All right. Another drink. Well, that is, thank you for sharing that. Cheers. sharing right now let's solve a is fucking crime everybody ready to solve a fucking crime as solve olivia a says fucking crime. <laughs> right listen up knuckleheads i'm the chief of police in you're this right let's do two it two horse towns as always we're going to start with the gotcha on the 10th of may year unknown the federal authorities receive an anonymous phone call telling them the identity of a person that they have been looking for who is guilty of counterfeiting money the suspect is arrested and denies everything, but they refuse to disclose any information about a key that is found in their position. possession. In their position? <laughs> what position were they in? This is a good question. We will, we will get to that in the next paragraph. Right. Uh, uh, can I just recap um, something yeah. about <laughs> a, it's all right. a position and a key okay. and counterfeit money? Am I, am I, am I right? That is, that's correct. <laughs> so this key proves to bring about the downfall of this person. Uh, so let's wow. get up to speed so that we can find out more about this key. What do we think the year is? You've got nothing to go on other than counterfeiting is a big thing. Well, it's a key, so it's modern times. Yep, it's modern enough to have a key. <laughs> because they didn't have keys back in the day. <laughs> they just had knobs, big knobs. You are an asset and to the force. <laughs> <laughs> It's the 1990s. Okay, we've got 1990s. Is that in your head? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the, I've got the key. I got the secret. I got the secret. Okay. I got the key to another place. Okay, we've got 1990s from Olivia. Yeah. So there's an anonymous call yep. to the force. So phones exist. We keys don't know exist. where we are. We, we, no, we're going to guess that in a minute. Okay. And the key just unlocks this whole Yeah, the crime. see the key's gonna give away quite a lot, so I just wanted us to desperately yeah. see. Is it Neo? <laughs> <laughs> Is Neo Thank Did you. Is a black pill involved or a red pill? Okay, I'm gonna no. go with nineteen sixty four. Okay, we've got nineteen ninety, we've got nineteen sixty four. I'm going George. like sixteen thirty four. I'm going old school. I imagine a big fucking key. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A collection of oh, keys. Oh, yes, there's a ring of keys yeah. on this person. Michael Gambon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taylor no. Glenn, you are the closest. So they phoned him in in 1664. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, is that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just holding my hand up to my face and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, w I wasn't listening. That's why this is the second Wait, record. it was me. <laughs> I don't think okay. anyone could spot that this is a second record. The phone, wait, the phone We're totally getting by. away with this. The phone right. thing passed me by. What is okay. it? What is it? What is it? 1935. Oh, that's oh. not that close. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> 
So it's the 10th of May, 1935. The federal authorities arrest this person and charge him with counterfeiting. The person denies any involvement. Do we think the perp is male or female? It's Piers Morgan. <laughs> I'm going to do a spoiler and say it's I'm not Piers Morgan. I'm just going to do names. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's male, and this is in the USA. <sighs> yes. You know this because you probably found the story this with her. It's my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> this bit does, but that was, you've gone ahead, but that's perfect because we need to get to that in a second. Yeah. So, yes, yes. this particular right? crime happens in the USA. Woo! We counterfeit. <laughs> yeah, we counterfeit. You got um, the skills. Okay. Uh, I'm just really disappointed about how small this key is. <laughs> 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 Okay. Plan psych house. Do you want to sing as you're on a roll, Taylor? Do you want to guess the location? So I sing in California. Okay. California, no. probably a Jewish person. I'm Jewish, I can say that. They love oh, thank me. God! <laughs> I'm Jewish. Don't worry. It oh, was did everyone's buttons just go, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay. I'm Jewish. Oh, it's fine. Both sides. Woo. I'm just like, oh no! Okay. So it's on. fine. It was a Jew, wasn't it? Um, I love money. The religion of the person is not mentioned. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on. I'm, I'm right. really drunk now. This crime is committed by Victor Lustig. Uh, he is one of my favourite criminals of all time, and I will tell you for why. He just seems a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, right. This is New York. New York, baby. He's you know. Jewish. Told you. <laughs> Uh, Lustig was arrested in New York and charged with counterfeiting. Although he openly admitted to his partner's involvement in the operation, he himself feigned ignorance in the matter. Um, so there's a, he's got partners in this crime. Um, who do we think rang the authorities and dubbed him in? His wife. Good guess, Olivia. It was his mistress. Oh, oh dirty bastard. Drama, you guys. Basically, wow. he has a mistress, dirty and then boy. he starts fucking his partner's mistress. And his mistress gets wind of it and then shops him to the feds. What well, did he look like? Victor, come on. Is he hot? Is I he know, on Instagram? What did, what did he expect? <laughs> My what God, what a catch. What was his surname again? Lustig, but... Lustig. Is it even his real name? No, it is not. Lustig. Um, it's anything with an ick or a steen so. or a ugh. It's definitely Jewish. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> even though you're Jewish um, and you're allowed to do this, I'm just very uncomfortable. <laughs> Just You're making me uncomfortable <laughs> with your being Jewish and talking about Jews. I know. It's weird, isn't it? All right. My next question. <laughs> Sorry. It's Lustig okay. refuses to disclose any information about the key that is found in his position, but it proves to be his downfall. <laughs> his position? <laughs> Sorry, what position is he in? I need to know the position. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think the key is for, guys? Oh, the secret. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the secret? Place. Is it so for it like is to well, I just I don't know the like the, the it's a it's a um it's a uh what's it called? A counterfeiting the, the, organization. The safe. Yeah, a safe. I couldn't <laughs> Thanks Jenny and Claire. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> It's the, it's for the a pris massive printing device. Is it to a safe? Is it moment. where okay. he's keeping the money? It is for a locker in Times Square subway station. Oh wow! What do you think they find in there? Dildos, massive ones. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> a huge collection of. Sex do you toys not realize how masks. small those lockers are, Olivia? Oh. Come on! I don't. I don't. You can only fit mid-sized dildos in a <laughs> Times Square locker. Believe me. Okay. 
pay for it. I've been there. $51,000 in counterfeit bills and the plates on which they had been printed, which ah. is pretty damning evidence. But how did it come to this? Oh, God, someone... How did someone it, what position was he in? <laughs> I'm still curious about this position. We will find out eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, who is he really? Is that his real name? Obviously not. They never are. Uh, we got to take it back to the beginning. So Count Victor Lustig. Also, why do they Ooh. always claim to be counts? We, we have so many counts. Yeah. We've had. I just. I think it's like the olden days version of men that say they can do loads of press ups. <laughs> <laughs> The position. <laughs> That's the position. That's the position. We found out. We got yeah, that. I don't. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a count. <laughs> yeah. Watch me go. I can be a count right now if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm gonna give you some You're more really facts. That. This guy, really by good. the way, this is a horny guy. Um, he was no born. Shit. <laughs> in how many mistresses? Quite a few. He was born in Bohemia on January the 4th, 1890, in what is now known as the Czech Republic, but was then Austria-Hungary. Bohemia? Oh. Mean that he was an artist. Oh, they're all slags. It's a real place. <laughs> um, he was originally known as Robert V. Miller. He was one of several children <laughs> born into the upper-middle-class Miller family. And his father was the mayor of Count a Count Bobby Miller. I can <laughs> see. Can't, is it time for right a gin here. break? <laughs> Wait, oh my God. Drunk women, we have, just before we solve it completely, who wants a unicorn tear? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is what happens when you have kids. <laughs> it's really sad, don't These do These two it. have kids too. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly coping better. Uh, uh, um, oh mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Here we go. Let's we do go. this. For you. you. And for you. Uh, why not? Ah, and thank you, Firebox. And you? <laughs> So, his father was the mayor of a small town uh, of Hosti in Czechoslovakia, and under his care, Lustig proved to be a bright child with a penchant for trouble. Uh, so, this guy moves to Paris to study, but at 19, he took time off to gamble at poker, bridge, and billiards. Around this age, he also earned a scar across the left side of his face from a jealous man who thought that Lustig was paying too much attention to this man's girlfriend. He probably was. He's a horny bastard. He definitely was. Definitely He's horny. Was. He's like, cock gets him in trouble. What can we say? He's like, yay, I'm going to do press ups. You want to see my cow penis? We're not filming <laughs> this. <coughs> Look at my position. Um, so listen, Lustig spoke a lot of languages. How many languages do you think he spoke? Four. Good guess. Oh. You're in my head. It's scary. <laughs> he actually he spoke me. five languages. Uh, he spoke Czech, German, English, French, and Italian. Coincidentally, that's nearly how many languages my books have been translated into. Oh. Oh. Yes, girl! Oh. <laughs> she had to get that one in. Love it! Kate, like, if you know Katie personally, she never ever brags. That is the best thing. <laughs> that is so good. Like, like Katie, how have you been? And she's like, I've been doing nothing. It's like you've had five books published. <laughs> it's really rather good. But. It's so true. That's really awesome. I mean, that made you seem like a bit well done. But it's like, it was good. It's like you explained well away my cuntishness, so it's fine. If you're ever in doubt, you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> Okay, Lustig used his quick wit and fluency in languages to flirt with women and also to con people. Let's get to the crimes. 
he's really shaggable. I he's bet this really guy shaggable. is so shaggable. He's really he's shaggable. Like, oh, I can chat you up in four different languages. Yeah. And look at all this cash I've got. Yeah. Look at me doing press-ups. Okay, so he started committing dozens of petty crimes under countless aliases across Europe. His favourite was that of Count Victor Lustig. Under this name, he travelled <laughs> on transit. Not a sexy name, though, is it? It could be with the, I don't know. Um, he traveled on transatlantic cruise ships, gambling and bilking wealthy passengers out of their money. When World War I put an end to pleasure cruises, Lustig's con career, career dried up. That was um, the real tragedy of World War I, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> I know, right? There's all those poems about the trenches. What about the wealthy con men? You know, no more. <laughs> um, so he went to the United States. Uh, in 1922, Lustig had conned his way to Missouri, where he learned of a repossessed ranch. Posing under the alias Robert Duval, he offered the oh. American... <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what he did. Before Robert, Robert Duval was even born? Yeah. This guy's a genius. <laughs> He's growing on me. He's, He's growing like on me. The alias Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. Maybe not so much. George Clooney. Yeah, that'll do. Am I? Who is uh, Robert Duval? Am I, am I? Remember when Tom Cruise was kind of like, yeah, he's remember cute. He oh, and then he jumped on that sofa. And you're oh, like, no. just so, yeah. Sorry, mm. killed it. Lost my erection. Yeah, okay. I haven't been heard. Do since. you guys want to hear about how he robbed the bank or not? Yes, yes, yes. yes I'm <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, five languages. He just <laughs> did. He rob it in five different languages. All right. <laughs> he said, "Hola." <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We don't have time. Basically, he did sleight of hand. There was an envelope with bonds in. There was an envelope with money. He switched them. He made off with the bonds and the cash. He Darren Browned a bank. <laughs> um, he was doing Do NLP before he even existed. He got away with it. Yeah, that's true. Before he did exist. He was NLPing there. At this artists. point, he I think was. he got away with it, yeah. Yes. yes Good guess. Yeah. Uh, he was tracked to Kansas City where he was arrested, but he managed to talk his way out of indictment and walked free. In what language? <laughs> Did they say that? In French. It does not specify. Je suis un bonhomme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Je ne commit. He's a show off, isn't he? I could do that, but like when he does it in English, if anyone's interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're getting to my favorite crime. In May of 1925, Lustig traveled back to Paris to plan another con. Uh, and this also is how he earned his famous nickname. Uh, so a couple of things you need to know for this to make sense. In 1925, France was recovering from the war and the upkeep of the Eiffel Tower was an almost unbearable expense for the city of Paris. Lustig noticed an article about the dilapidation of the tower and formed a plan. Um, so as we all know, the Eiffel Tower was built in uh, 1889. Should I be taking notes? This sounds like no, good stuff. I was going to get something. you guys to guess, but I just think we're going to be in trouble <laughs> out of time. <laughs> so don't ask anything. Um, it was part else. of there was this there was this whole big thing about the Paris ex it was the Paris Exposition. It was the centenary exposition. of the. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Paris Exposition that we're talking about right now. <laughs> it was constructed to I commemorate the centennial. I'm with you because I'm married to your mom. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying <laughs> bad exposition. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was for the French Revolution, 100 years since then, blah, blah, blah. It was meant to be taken down after 20 years, okay? Uh, but it proved to be a good radio communications antenna, and so they kept it. Oh. Um, so it was kind of overdue, and everyone thought it was going to be taken down after 20 years, so it's like... Overdue. So it's sort of like, so it started off, everyone thought it was really great, the Eiffel Tower, and then it's fallen into disrepair. <coughs> so it's sort of like a celebrity falling out of favour with the press. Like Gemma Collins. <laughs> no. And it's like, 
It's 1925. Like, like the war yeah. costs loads of money. Everyone's strapped for cash. Basically, everyone thinks the Eiffel Tower is doing too much coke to be cute anymore. <laughs> um, and so the Eiffel Tower is all like, if you can't handle me at my annoyingly expensive, you don't deserve me at my useful radio antenna. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, one of says the Eiffel Tower is controversial and it's starting to be seen as an expensive nuisance from leftover from this Paris exposition. So the original plan was to remove it, but then that would have cost money, so it hasn't been removed. Enter Count Victor Lustig. Uh, what do every we th- time. What do we Always. think he did? Got his schlong out. Slapped <laughs> it all and over that tower. And, and after that, you're what my did he do? bitch. <laughs> well, he may, may very well have done that, but I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> If in I mean, doubt, slap it about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we name the podcast that? <laughs> he got in doubt, cash out about. and went, ooh, ooh, take my cash. Well, I, think I've, I think that he, did he not sell it? I feel like I've heard oh, of this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else has heard? Yes. You've not. cracked up. Oh. That's his famous oh, yeah, nickname. Oh, the shady deal. That so he is the man that sold the Eiffel Tower. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So what he did is he forged government credentials, naming him Deputy Director General of the Ministère de Post Telegraphs. That's my French. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and French, sorry. And yeah. what is that? Uh, okay. Oh. Translate. Bonjour, la piscine. Bonjour. <laughs> Je voudrais une pomme de terre, s'il vous plaît. Oh I'm so sorry. Welcome to our terrible country. <laughs> um, Nous buvons au limonade. So, où est le gars? <laughs> so he's got a fake ID and then he invited six scrap metal dealers to a secret meeting in a hotel. He explained that the city could not afford to keep the tower and they had to sell it for scrap. He told them the secrecy of the meeting and all future dealings were due to the fact that the public may become distressed at the idea of the removal of the tower and to avoid backlash from citizens. Obviously, this seems implausible to us, but everyone thought the tower was going to be gone anyway by then. Uh, So he took the dealers in a limousine to tour the tower. One of the dealers, André Poisson. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken man! P-O-I-S-S-O-N. <laughs> well, fish. It's fish. <laughs> it, it is fish. <laughs> I thought poisson was chicken. Oh. I gave myself away That's by not poulet. Poulet is chicken. Oh, poulet. Sorry. Uh, it was convinced the tale was legitimate and he handed <laughs> over the money. 
then, when he went to city officials to cash in on the deal, they had no idea what he was talking about. When he realised that he'd been conned, he was too embarrassed to tell the police, and Lustig escaped with the money. <gasps> Cheeky bastards. Wow. So then, one month later, Lustig returned to Paris and ran the whole scam again. Yes! Whoa! Relentless! This wow. time, it was reported to the police. Do you think he escaped this time? The chicken man always No, stays. this is the one. <laughs> I feel what, like from what I know about the chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is... Hello, I am my name is <laughs> Count Poulet. I love you chicken. killed my father. I love schnitzel. <laughs> Prepare I love to fry. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, applaud. You got a round of applause <laughs> from one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I feel like this is kind of it's kind of this is when it goes down. No, it's part of the crime, but I feel like he is not guilty because I feel like he did it like again. Mm. Or is um, it, so I feel like he's not found guilty this time. So you is think he escapes the second time? Yeah, I think he does. Okay. Ne you, mm, oh, no. Do you guys think he escapes? Never do the same crime twice. That's what Grandma mm. taught me. <laughs> I don't think he did escape because we're talking about it. Okay. Oh, so he gets no. caught at some point, right? Yeah, because we know. Okay. I like your logic. Um. I like your logic. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I know. So I gotta tell you, he did escape on this occasion. Uh, it oh, was tricky. It was trickier. He barely managed to elude authorities the second time around, and he was forced to flee back to America to prevent his own capture. But escape, he did. Where, and then he went on to make movies. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, he set up a studio. <laughs> okay. Um, do we think that after that he would lay low or crack on with some crimes? Crack on! Crack on. He's going to crack on with some crimes. Crack on. Uh, so his next crime was, he's just incapable of keeping a low profile. Uh, he became even more famous for a con known as the Romanian box. Has anyone heard of this? <laughs> Isn't that a mythical <laughs> sex act? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Like She's Romania does point. exist, it's not mythical. It's not, <laughs> like, no, it's not <laughs> Romanian. It's Romanian. Romanian. With a U. Oh, yeah, that's different. Rumanian. That is, that's very serious like, and we shouldn't. Rheumatic. <laughs> um, right, Lustig had a cabinet maker in New York City handcraft a mahogany box with a narrow slot on either end. On one side of the box, Lustig, Lustig had installed a series of complicated handles and levers. What do you think Lustig told his marks that this box did? Oh, he's a weirdo. <laughs> All I'm getting from this is he's a <coughs> wrong un. He's just a wrong un. It's a r r you, What do you think? Time travel. Time travel. I love it. Is it No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a printing device. Yes. For oh, fake driving licenses and, <laughs> so and, and birth certificates. You and are so close. Money. It was a money printing device, there supposedly. And I've got a picture of oh, it it's that we could pass around. I mean, if yeah. you'd like to pass around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just what Google came up with. I don't think that's what the real thing looked like. Pass it around. I, I think it's an approximation <laughs> at best. Oh, everyone's um, passing it around. It's really cute. It's really sweet. <laughs> Okay, so Lustig <laughs> told his marks that the mahogany box. <laughs> what are they going to do? You made them do it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forget They're the power. This is the problem. The power of being the insane. power. Fuck like a dog. <laughs> 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 They're not engaging with it. It's just yeah. Uh, yes, he told them that it was a money duplicating machine, 
and he would place an authentic $100 bill in one end along with a piece of paper and then turn a series of cranks and knobs. The only problem... Like I said, mythical sex act. <laughs> I can do that with my ass. <laughs> but Just nobody saying. wants to go But out. we could pass that picture around. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Drunk Women Solving Crimes. Uh, he said the only problem was it will only print one bill every six hours. <laughs> so together, he and his victim would wait six hours. Well, he did positions. Oh my God, this is like Napster. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers Napster? Yes. Yeah. It took like wire. six hours. Oh, you fucking young people. <laughs> Okay, so he would turn the cranks to produce another authentic $100 bill. Lustig would then have the victim take both bills to a local bank to confirm their authenticity. They were real bills in actuality because Lustig had concealed a second real $100 bill in the box. Yes. Then his mark, sensing high profits, would pay a remarkable sum for the box. Many people paid him enormous amounts of money, usually over $30,000 for the device. But the Ooh. Romanian box contained only two real hidden $100 bills. Once they were spat out by the machine, it would produce only blank paper and no mm. real money would ever come out again. Oh. By the time the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he he made that box, but and it doesn't work, it's a con. And he was still like, we got we to gotta bed in for six hours. So, yeah. uh, like, why would he make it six hours that you'd have to wait with him? He obviously... He's lonely. His, his gamble... He was a friend for six hours. <laughs> oh, my God. He's lonely. That's and horrible. that's when Hannah that's George a, fell a little take. bit in love. <laughs> oh, that's really... He's he a complicated fellow. Wow. He, I like your take that he's lonely. Um, I think I could change him, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> he just hasn't met the right woman. <laughs> I've got I want to be his seventh mistress. I've got to ask you guys, do you think he got away with this? I think he did. Yes, you are correct. Hey. I think he did. Um, he's getting more and more infamous, but he got away with it. Um, but the net is starting to close in, so carries on criming it up. Um, at one point... Oh, this is what this is quite a fun one. Go on. Uh, at one point, Lustig convinced Al Capone to invest fifty thousand dollars with him. He stored the money in a vault and returned it two months later, stating that the deal had fallen through, but that he'd intended to return the money. This surprised Capone by the fact that he was dealing with an honest man for the first time. <laughs> at this point, Lustig would sting Al Capone. Uh, with a claim that the failure of the deal meant that he had no money himself to support him. So Capone was so impressed by this apparent honesty that he gave him $5,000 to tide him over, which what? was actually what Lustig had planned the whole time. <gasps> Do you think he got away with that? Yes. Yes, he did. That's oh, what he does. Man, he's a genius. Can we just take a moment to appreciate this man just conned Can Al Capone? Can we just honor him? <laughs> yes. He must have had a real vulnerability about him in person. Let's just think about what he was like in person. <laughs> Vulnerable, handsome, um, spoke five languages. Okay. In no. 1930, <laughs> Lustig went into partnership with two men from Nebraska, a pharmacist, William Watts, and a chemist, Tom Shaw. One of those men had a mistress that he had an affair with. We are closing in. It was Tom Shaw. Yeah, <coughs> it was. Uh, 
So, this new venture was a large-scale counterfeiting operation. Both Watson Shaw engraved the plates that would be used to manufacture the counterfeit dollar bills, while Lustig organised a ring of couriers to distribute the forgeries, ensuring that they were kept in the dark regarding the production of the counterfeits. In short, the operation managed... <laughs> <gasps> uh, to circulate thousands of dollars in counterfeit money each month for the next five years, nicknamed Lustig Money. Although <laughs> the increasing <laughs> amount <Every> entering, <laughs> the US economy eventually drew the attention of the federal agents. Everyone is closing in, you guys. Um, then he busts the wrong chick, mistress finds out, yada yada, makes a phone call, tips them off, they get the Times Square evidence. Do you think he escaped again? Yes. Oh. So I like it is 50 50, and you're kind of correct to be 50 50 because he tried. Um, the day before his trial, Lustig managed to escape from the Federal House of Detention in New York by faking illness. And Was he pregnant? Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, uh, faking illness using a speciality made rope to climb out of the building and was but this is sad he speciality rope I he's got what is he speciality rope made he can get ropes made I don't know how he did it he's got a special rope that's all I know with unicorn uh, tears made of unicorn tears probably well, uh, you're faking illness but then you're just escaping on a rope well I, I don't understand that I'm assuming he I'm sick <laughs> I think I think probably what he's done is he's 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 faked an illness to get maybe into like the hospital bit where it's maybe a bit more. Oh, lax. it's easier to get out. Yeah, okay. I think he's done that. Like in I prison break. Okay, he's in prison break. My tummy hurts like and I enough. need this rope to keep yeah. me company. He like <laughs> he's got it and then but he was recaptured 27 days later in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Berg, Pittsburgh. I'm from the Berg. Where? Berg. Oh. Respect the Berg. Okay. So he pleaded guilty at his trial and was sentenced to 20 years in Alcatraz. Whoa! That is oh. the coolest fucking prison! <laughs> <laughs> yes! oh, tell me that at the beginning. That's amazing. <laughs> I'd visit him. I'd write him letters. So he got, he got 50... Have you gotten over the small key now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> He got 15 years for counterfeiting and five for the prison escape. How much? He escaped. Yeah, well, no, no, because he, when he tried to escape and they captured him, you know, when he, the sickness and the rope, they, they added five years up for that. So it's 15 plus five. That's my favourite Hemingway novel. <laughs> 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 he didn't escape from Alcatraz, though, no. right? He got no transferred from Alcatraz. From Alcatraz <laughs> and in 1947, aged 57, Lustig died of pneumonia while in jail in Springfield, Missouri. He's oh, in The Simpsons as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> so busy. Um, on his death certificate, his occupation was listed as apprentice salesman. A <laughs> uh, secret service agent said the occasional counterfeit bill, known as Count Lustig Money, still managed to turn up in the years after his death. Um, also, I just want to share this with you guys. There's a set of instructions known as the Ten Commandments for con men, which has been attributed to Lustig. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Yes. And the tenth one means we will never be good con men. Um, number one, be a patient listener. It is this, not fast talking, that gets a con man his coops. Number no two, to all comedians. <laughs> <laughs> number two, never look bored. Number three, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so busted. <laughs> number three, wait for the other person to reveal any political opinions and then agree with them. Number four, let the other person reveal religious views and then have the same ones. 
Number five. So I should have said, I'm Jewish too. <laughs> I'm super Jewish. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> Number five, hint at sex talk, but don't follow it up unless the other person shows a strong interest. I don't know how you decide what's a strong interest. Because a lot of guys have been getting that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. Um, number six, never discuss illness unless some special concern is shown. I don't know, wait for them to bring up illness. I don't know what that means. Number seven, never pry into a person's personal circumstances. They'll tell you all eventually. Get them drunk. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, that's number yeah. seven. Number eight. Number anyway, never boast. <laughs> Just let your importance be quietly obvious. Number nine, Bonics. never be untidy. And number ten, never be drunk. Never boast. Oh, never be drunk. <laughs> drunk. Never, number ten is never get drunk. We've all failed. never boast. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I have to pause on that one because this count. What's his face wrote this? Yeah. yeah. Never boast. My name is Count Lusvig. <laughs> I speak four languages. Come that's, on. That's him letting his importance be quietly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, are you quietly obvious? Never. Mm. <laughs> Nothing about me is quiet or obvious, unfortunately. Have I need to be mysterious. <laughs> I'm going to cultivate mystery for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so the end of the crime is don't get drunk. Yay! Never listen to a count. Guys, we have seven minutes to uh, solve a listener crime. <laughs> Who worked at HMV and had the pigs? Oh. <laughs> it's my friend who's not a plant, but come along, Matt. Would you like to tell the story? Hey, Matt! Hey! They were, they were all really good, thank you. Yeah, but that one amazing. just stood out to me. Oh, and you stand out to me, man. <laughs> Why, thank you. you oh, this is terrific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, uh, quite a while ago, I used to work for HMV, the purveyor of CDs and DVDs, etc. Um, and I'm familiar with their work. <laughs> <laughs> Less so now than you used to be, probably. Um, the it was quite a quiet job. It was quite clean, etc., etc. And one day, I was called to a clean-up which is very unusual when you're selling CDs. Um, <laughs> and I went to the children's DVD aisle, and oh. I got there, and I found a severed pig's foot. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it nestled amongst the DVDs. Oh um, <laughs> and <laughs> no idea where it came from at all. Um, we pepper pigs? <laughs> <laughs> Between Bay Pig in the City and something else. Um, <laughs> couldn't think of another B. Um, but I checked with our security person and there was nothing on CCTV to say who'd done it. Oh. Um, wow. And then he's like in some secret network with every other shop on the high street. Um, and loads of other shops the same day had had pig's feet <gasps> either thrown into their doors or placed around That's the pig. So weird. Okay, David Icke, we've heard enough. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm from the Isle of Wight yes. as well. So <laughs> and it was a hologram. But no, one, no one's ever known where it's, wh who they were or where they were. I missed from. what you just said, but I was going to say the only question we need to ask is, was this on the Isle of Wight? It was on it the, was Isle, on the Isle of Wight, yes. Okay. That's okay. really strange. Oh, Thank he you. Gets, he gets oh. the gin. Come back. Oh, come back for your gin. Um, yay! Thanks. 
but that is that is literally where David Icke comes from. So that's like yes, he is it's like weird. yes, he's like our Statue Ooh, of Liberty. He it is does our sound like a conspiracy <laughs> to me. Yeah, it does. Do you guys think it was David Icke? It could have been David. We've Icke. got to solve this in two minutes. Should we just blame him? Yeah, it's this probably David one, Icke. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was a hologram lizard. Hologram lizard, hologram lizard through the pig's feet. It was Prince Charles, but as his lizard self. Okay, case closed. Just saying. I should probably say as well, though, that I am friends with <laughs> with David Icke's son because I used to know him. Prince Charles lives and Prince Charles' son, yeah. I know Prince Charles lives itself, and as a lizard, he's lovely. <laughs> no, but I remember like being 16, and I went and I did a gig. So I used to play in bands, and so did uh, David Icke's son. And I sat next to David Icke at a gig that his son was playing at, and uh, and I, I mean. His son is like fucking hot, and like, and I was sat there, and I sat next to David Icke, and I said, "I like Gareth," because I was a bit drunk, because I was 15. It was the Isle of Wight, and um, and David Icke just turns to me and he just says, "Gareth thinks outside the box," <laughs> and I just and I just went, "I just meant he was fit." <laughs> Amazing. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's definitely him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we can say it's him. Did they ever catch him? him? What did the police do actually on the Isle of Wight? Was there any did anything happen? To the story? No, it's the Isle of Wight. No, it's the Isle of Wight. Case not solved, but not solved. Like, this is perfectly good eating. Very strange. <laughs> That's going to disturb me <laughs> for a long time. That's one of those strange stories where you go, "That's." That actually happened. That's really weird. It is weird, isn't That's it? When really you think about it, so it's weird. very weird. Yeah. Thank you for that. I would. <laughs> I would be interviewing Thanks the for butchers. ruining my sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like don't ask Olivia what she wants to plug because I know what she's going to do with that sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. p- uh, plug my many pr- projects. You know, <laughs> my many projects. You know, hustling away. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff in development. Hey. What can I say? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Hey, thank you, thank you, for thank you Olivia. Thank you so much for coming to our live podcast, and thank you to Hannah, George, and Tony Glenn, and thank you to Olivia Lee. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.